40inbox.com here, and I thought this would be a pretty video to check out, pretty good video to check out, called The Value of F.U. Money by Joe Rogan and Lex Friedman from the Lex Clips YouTube channel. So let's check this out. By the way, Lex Friedman's podcast is amazing. So I've been a fan of your podcast amazing. for a long time. You don't often talk about it because you're always kind of looking forward, but you look at the old studio they just left is there some epic memories that stand out to you that you like you almost look back i can't believe this happened oh yeah by the way for those that don't know joe rogan when he first created this podcast i believe he actually didn't make any money from the podcast for years i think until like year four five or six this is when he first started to actually make money from his podcast. And he's been doing his podcast for about like 10, 11 years. Almost too many of them to count. Is there something yeah. that pops into mind now? All of them. Elon Musk blowing that flamethrower in the middle of the hallway. <laughs> I got a video of that. Have you ever seen the video of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he posted on Instagram. I think I did too. Yeah, he's a madman. Um, having Bernie Sanders in there, uh, you know, just uh, all the fun fight companions we did and all the crazy podcasts with Joey Diaz and Duncan Trussell. And the, there were so many, there were so many moments, you know, it's, um, podcasts is, this is a weird art form and it almost seems like, sounds silly, but it almost seems like something that chose me rather than I chose it. I think of that all the time in some strange way. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm showing up as like a, an antenna and I just plug in and twist, twist on and then I, I take in the thing and I put it together and I, I'm a, like a passenger of this weird ride. Yeah, I th you, you've talked about this before. I really like this idea of that human beings are just carriers of these ideas. Yeah. Like ideas are the ones who are breeding. Yeah. So in a sense, like the idea found you as a useful brain to use to spread itself through the podcasting medium. Yeah. Like something that, that's a... On the but because when I think about your podcast, I think about Joey Diaz. I think about all those comedians you've had. I mean, I think you've had Joey on. I mean, maybe close to I don't know, fifty times, sixty, sure, some, some crazy number. Is there? I mean, he is over the top offensive. Just that's who he is to the core. Is there some sense where you you wondered like? Whether it's right to have the Spotify episode number one with Duncan Russell <laughs> for five hours. No. no I wanted to do it that way. That's why we wore NASA suits and we got high as fuck. It's like, that's the whole idea behind it. I mean, can you introspect that a little bit? Like, can you think, like, what is that? Because that's rare. It's, it's such a rare thing to do because they're, 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 you're not supposed to talk to Duncan Trussell with a huge platform that you have five hours. Why not? And see, this is the thing. Like, for those that aren't really trying to, like, aren't really understanding what Lex is trying to get at because, you know, Lex is trying really hard. I mean, this clip is, like, two years ago. Like, for... What Lex is basically trying to say is, like, isn't it kind of crazy that you have one of the... Well, you have the biggest podcast in the world, Right? And you have the most crazy individuals ever that are not advertiser-friendly, that are not friendly in any sense in terms of monetization, and yet he still has them on and doesn't care what other people think. That's basically what Lex is trying to do in this clip.
I, because Donald Trump apparently watches your podcast. <laughs> so, so just the idea that there's these, I mean, that's what I think about, you know, these CEOs write to me that they listen to the podcast that, that, that I do. And I have somebody like a David Fravor mm-hmm. and I was nervous about it. I was nervous to have a conversation. For me, David Fravor is a Duncan Trussell, which is like... Just because of his uh, experiences with uh, UFOs. Yeah. yeah. just Even just the way he sees the world, because he is open. I don't know if he's always like this, but he opened himself to the possibility of unconventional ideas. Mm-hmm. Most people in the scientific community kind of say, well, I don't really want to believe anything that doesn't have a lot of hard evidence. Right. And so that was to me like a step. And as the thing somehow... Uh, becomes more popular there becomes this fear of like well should i talk to this person or not and i mean you're an inspiration in saying like do whatever the hell you want you have to well first of all i have what you call fuck you money and here's the thing joe has had f you money for decades like i mean literally decades right because basically, I mean, he was making good money basically early on in his career when he was doing news radio. He was making good money during news radio, but as soon as he signed the contract for Fear Factor and Fear Factor took off, he's basically had so much money that he just did not care after that point. And it's so crazy, too, that like during the Fear Factor episodes... He was high as balls because he just did not care anymore. And if you have fuck you money, you don't say fuck you. What's the point of having the fuck you money? You're wasting it. Like you're wasting the position. Like someone said to me like, uh, why, do you, why do you like sports cars so much? Like how many cars do you have? A bunch of cars. Because like, if I was a kid and I said, hey, if I was that crazy rich famous guy, like I would want to have a bunch of cool fucking cars. Like so I, so I would do that. Like because – not everybody gets to do that. Like, if you're the person that gets to do that, you're kind of supposed to do it. Like, that's if you if you want to, if that really does speak to you. And, you know, um, we've t- I've talked to you about this before, but muscle cars, spe- specifically ones from the 1960s and the early 70s, they speak to me in some weird way, man. I can just stare at them. Like, I have a 65 Corvette. I walk around it sometimes at night when no one's around. Oh, by the way, his 65 Corvette, I believe there's actually a video on uh, YouTube with uh, Jay Leno, where they actually go over his Corvette, which is pretty crazy. What's your favorite muscle car? Like, what's your most badass late 60s, the perfect car? Probably that car. Probably that 65 Corvette. Corvette. Yeah, I, I walk around it when no one's around. I think I've driven a 69 Corvette. Is there a particular year that uh, just... 65 is uh, Generation 2. 69 is Generation 3. 69 is like the... It's even more curvy. They're both awesome. Just awesome in different ways. But uh, I just love muscle cars for whatever reason. But um, but the point is, like, I like what I like. And if I can do what I want to do, I should do what I want to do. And it's not hurting anybody. And the thing is, like, I would do the Duncan podcast if no one was listening, right? right. If, it was, if we were just starting to do a podcast together and uh, no one cared and it got, like, 2,000 views, which we did for yeah, years. For a long time, yeah. I would do it with Duncan. And we would get high and we'd talk crazy shit about aliens and spaceships. And maybe, dude, maybe ideas are living life forms and they're inside your head and that's how things get made. Man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, I've been just kind of morphed me and him together in that. But yeah. It is kind of cool to like see 
different individuals, which by the way, I like that Lex is now in a place in 2022, which by the way, this clip is 2020. In 22, Lex has gotten so much better in terms of podcasting, talking with people and all that kind of stuff, which is super cool to see him doing super well with that. But Lex himself is kind of now in a position of having a few money because his podcast has gotten so successful, which is really cool to see. So he probably could talk about that himself nowadays, which, you know, he probably should. Because if you have someone, like, like let's put it this way. Let's say that you had a podcast and you happen to have made a hundred million from cryptocurrency or something like that because you were a stupid kid. Imagine the kind of freedom that you would have in terms of what you could talk about, how you could talk about it, who you could have conversations with, all that kind of stuff, right? Because you're not tied to anything. You don't have to rely on advertisements. You don't got to rely on selling products or anything like that. You could literally have the most outrageous takes if you truly believed in it because what does it matter to you, you know? It doesn't matter to you if you, like, lose money or lose advertisements or lose sponsorships or lose whatever because you have ungodly amounts of money backing you paid for by yourself, right? So it'd be pretty cool to see someone with a podcast that from the very beginning has a few money. Like, that would be really cool to see. Which, basically, Joe Rogan... That is basically Joe Rogan. The, like, in the reality. Because Joe Rogan created his podcast after he started doing Fear Factor, I believe. So, it's pretty interesting. That's probably one of the reasons why he's so big in the podcast world, because he for the most part, doesn't really care what other people think. So he could just talk about whatever he wants to talk about, believe in whatever he wants to believe, have the craziest conversations about the craziest topics out there. I mean, I believe he had like a whole episode about Bigfoot, another episode about like aliens, another episode about um, really random stuff. If you want to learn how to get out of debt and master your money, go to 40 And feel free to give your thoughts as to the value of having F.U. money.